Hi, everybody. My name is Rafa Lombardino, and this is Translation Confessional. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Interpreters and the Pandemic Even though I have been working as a translator for the past 23 years, I have never worked as an interpreter because my brain is simply not wired that way. I am in awe when I watch my colleagues interpreting a live event and conveying the original message in the target language. Considering the nature of their work, which most often demands in-person interaction at the doctor's office, at court, in meetings and events, Interpreters have most definitely been heavily affected by the COVID pandemic. I wanted to know what's going on with some colleagues and learn how they had to adapt to provide services to their clients. They'll introduce themselves, tell us how long they've been working as interpreters and what languages they work with. They'll share a bit about their routine before COVID-19 and how things have changed since social distance went into effect. They'll also tell us whether their assignments had been canceled or shifted to an online environment. Finally, they'll share suggestions with fellow interpreters on how they can adapt to our new reality during the global pandemic. Hi, my name is Denise Bobadilla. I'm Brazilian and I live in Sao Paulo. I'm an English to Portuguese and Portuguese to English interpreter for four years and a translator for longer than that and also a journalist for longer than that. Before the pandemic, I was working about 60% of the time as an interpreter and 40% as a translator and switching even more for a full-time interpreter. My assignments are usually on conferences, events and business meetings. Well, but since mid-March, all events have been cancelled and some have been postponed to the second half of the year. So I have some remote simultaneous interpreting jobs in the next weeks and they will use the Zoom platform. Although there are some other platforms such as Kudo, Interprefy, those that I have, all, uh, all of them, uh, the, the Zoom platform. Uh, but something curious has happened with me in these uh, weeks. The news channel, the, the TV news channel CNN Brazil has, was launched in Brazil one month ago. And I sometimes go to the studio to provide simultaneous interpretation for pressers such as WHO or the US Task Force or the Governor Cuomo uh, press conference. So as we say in Brazil, it's like a door closing while a window opens or something like that. And I'm part of a working group of the Brazilian Professional Association of Conference Interpreters to discuss uh, RSI, which is uh, Remote Simultaneous uh, Interpreting. And I think every interpreter is already studying and learning um, how to work on remote platforms. So I see only two paths ahead of us right now. The first is growing our portfolio of translation clients. And the second is investing in RSI, both in training and equipment. 
Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello, my name is Adriana Machado. I am a conference interpreter based in Sao Paulo, Brazil. I've been working as an interpreter for around 13 years from English into Portuguese and vice versa, with a bit of Spanish C whenever necessary. If I think of any given month before the pandemic, for example, a year ago, I'd say that 85 to 90% of my month of my work was with interpreting, mostly in the conference setting, some smaller meetings. I also worked with some, some law firms for FCPA investigation matters, so smaller interviews and smaller meetings, but the bulk of it was conferences, seminars, training sessions, medical conferences, everything face-to-face. Also, considering the vacation months and the months with less work, I could say that in average I worked around four days a week. The other 15 to 10% of my monthly income would come from written translation. So interpreting and translation are my main professional activities. Last year, I did some remote interpreting assignments. I have worked with some of the platforms. Before that, there was an occasional over-the-phone interpreting assignment, but it was not very common, not for me. Uh, and I had received training in most of the platforms, and I had, as the, plat- the remote interpreting platforms uh, appeared and starting uh, reaching out to interpreters, they reached out to me, I received training, and I worked on in some remote simultaneous interpreting events before the pandemic, but not much in the past year, around two or three events. Social distancing went into effect in Brazil around March 15th, but already at the end of February, I started receiving messages that my events had been canceled. Here in Brazil, it's summer, January, February, we don't have much work. We, the year actually starts in March, and I had already a full month of confirmed interpreting assignments that started getting canceled one after the other. It was very distressing. I started counting how much money I was losing due to that disease until I realized it was, it was, it was of no use. It was happening to everyone. People could not get together. Events could not be held. I'd have to accept things as they were. I had actually two assignments that were supposed to be remote. Only the interpretation, the events were going to be face-to-face, so they were also cancelled, although I was going to work remote and I could do it from home. I had only a two-day assignment that the company very fast decided to turn it into a virtual event, so everybody attended virtually and we also interpreted virtually. Right now, over 30 days into social distancing went into effect in Brazil. I am, of course, working exclusively from home. Luckily, uh, one of my clients increased the volume of the written translation work. So my business partner and I have been a bit busy with written work, which is still not close to how much work and how much income we had before the pandemic. As I had been onboarded, I have been working on some interpreting 
assignments, but not that much. I'd say one assignment a week. And anyway, I feel very lucky for those because as everything happened, many interpreters that I had not been used to or had experience with those, everybody is looking for solutions. Everybody's looking for different ways. The main platforms have a long waiting list to give training and onboarding to new interpreters. So in that aspect, I'm lucky that I'm already in their database. I already have experience. Thinking about ideas or suggestions or how we can deal with this now and in the future, I think it's very difficult. It's Everything is very new to everyone, not only what's going on right now, but also what it's going to be when this is over, whenever it is over. So not only us interpreting and translation professionals have to reinvent ourselves, but we have to do it because the corporations, our clients, are also reinventing themselves most of the cases. More customers starting to turn into remote and doing things virtually because they cannot halt their businesses because if their business has to go on, our business has to go on. APIC, our professional interpreting association in Brazil, has set up a working group that has done a fantastic job in getting in touch with the different platforms, setting up demos, so everybody has actually joined forces so that everybody can, can help each other. Having the profession that we have, being freelance, we have to think about the future and think about that things can go wrong at some point. So I'm happy that I have some money set aside for a rainy day. In the beginning, I was very angry <laughs> that I was not making as much money as I intended and as I needed. I'm not married. I support myself and I have two children living abroad that I also have to help support financially. So I don't have any other source of income to help me pay my bills. So therefore, I've always sought to have some money set aside for when things got rough. So I think we should try to be positive, work around the situation that we have, and hope that there is something brighter at the other end of this. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Send me an email at rlombardino at wordawareness.com or leave a voice message on my anchor page. If I get enough feedback and voice messages, I can go back to the subject and post a special podcast episode with everyone's opinion on this very same theme. By the way, my anchor page is anchor.fm slash translation dash confessional. I look forward to hearing from you. Stay tuned for weekly episodes and subscribe to Translation Confessional through your favorite podcast app.